Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of Catfish on Ice. This is your host, Chad Benton, with Rich Howe, joining you on this special edition Friday evening, Friday after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, as everyone knows. I know Rich yes. has been out there shopping like crazy all day, have That is incorrect. Rich, you're not no, one of sir. Those, Rich, you're not one of those crazy people that gets out there and just starts uh, trampling people, running over people with the shopping cart. Absolutely not. There is no way you would catch me out shopping anytime at five o'clock in the morning or at night or anything. No way. Those those people are crazy, and one of those people is my mother. She gets out there and treats it like a uh, like a sporting event. She gets out there at five in the morning today, and she goes all day. I think she takes a short break and then she gets right back out there. She is nuts. That's but, the same. Uh, um, my wife goes out and she takes my daughters. Um, they go every year. Um, they they left the house at four thirty this morning. Yeah, it's, it's some I, people I just like, love that. Some people love the thrill of it. They love getting the uh, deals done. They find all these great deals. More power to you. But I I stay away from all that for sure. Yes. Uh, all right. So day after Thanksgiving, we hope all of our listeners had a really awesome Thanksgiving. Saw a lot of really uh, good pics all over Twitter of people sharing their meals. Some of them didn't look very appetizing, but I think it was more people trying to be funny and showing jokes out there. But for the most part, everyone looked to seem to say that they had a really good Thanksgiving. Got Lindsay hopping in here on YouTube. Hope you both had great Thanksgivings. You as well, Lindsay. Now I did learn something uh, new or something that I did that I forgot. That Canada's Thanksgiving is actually back in October. So they already, had already yeah, I remember seeing some pictures of her her thanksgiving plate and it looked really good so yeah now yeah she she wins the day that that pick of her meal looks really really good yeah well i saw i saw your tweet about some other people's pictures of their food and i, was, I agree 100 with what I think, you said i think some people were just trying to be funny and, and and do like some jokes like but i saw one with like it looked like pepto bismol on a bismol on a plate or something and that about made me lose my appetite. I, I had reached the point in the day where I was getting ready to have the best part of Thanksgiving, which is when you break open for some uh, seconds and thirds like later yeah. in the day. And I was like, okay, I think I'm good. I think I'm going to pass on uh, any more food well, for the night after seeing that one. But, yeah. I, I saw one where the food, like, was kind of melting into each other. Like, they weren't separated or anything. And that's well, that's no good for me. I don't, no, I don't see, like I, that. I'm, I'm the opposite. I like to, I'll mix all my food together. I'm cool with that. Oh, okay. That doesn't, yeah, That's I'm cool. weird like that. All right. So, yeah, great Thanksgiving for everybody. We, we hope you had a great one. Uh, we just got done watching the Preds beat the Devils four to two. The final score is very misleading. Very uh, so. The Preds, or the uh, Devils, I should say, scored a really late garbage goal after the Preds had hit an empty netter, which just further messes up UC Soros' st- uh, stats. But other than that, the Preds, for the most part, dominated this game from start to finish. The Devils tried to kind of fight back, but uh, the Preds take care of business against a young Devils team that's rebuilding. That, uh, But they haven't been a, a pushover by any means. The Devils have uh, – they had eight wins on the season coming into the game, so it's not like they're pushovers or anything. Oh, they're but not pushovers is, at all. But it is a game that you expected the Preds to bounce back and show a really good effort in after that – Huge disaster that we're not going to even waste time talking about tonight. 
uh, against Vegas on Wednesday. That was just a, a train wreck. And so Pretty we're going to try to even mention that game because what else is there to say other than the Preds got their uh, you-know-what kicked on that day. And so the Preds, this this is what, what we've been saying for a while now. It's going to be a roller coaster. The Preds are going to be up and down all season. You never know what to expect from them. And they they come out tonight and stop the bleeding from that Vegas game and beat a team that they, quite frankly, should beat. They should have, yeah. And they did. They handled them. Um, they looked good right out of the gate. Um, yeah, it was a good win. Definitely a good win. For sure. Yeah. So we're going to really break down that game, uh, really talk about it, uh, kind of talk about how it went, how the game got started, who was the big uh, top MVPs of the game. And then, of course, we've got to do another edition of our Battle for the Central Power Rankings, uh, week six. Let's see how we rank the division now. Uh, it's a division that's so hard to uh, mm. to really put your finger on. I mean, this is what makes these – doing these rankings are not easy from week to week, I got to tell you. And nope. then, of course, right in the spirit of Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, we're going to list off what we're most thankful for from the Preds on this season so far. Like, what have we witnessed through – we're almost at the quarter mark of the season. So – we're going to talk about what are we most thankful for so far through the first quarter of the Preds season. Me and Rich each got some answers on that, and we will wrap up the episode with that. So, Rich, give me your top takeaways from the game tonight. Who really stood out? What? what how were the Preds able to dominate this game? What kind of what was their strategy to uh, have such a dominating game? Well, after what happened, we already touched on it with Vegas. Um it was a, a whole different team. They came out. Um, they were um, had a lot of uh, speed. They were protecting the net well. They were passing good. Um, just it was a, a whole like a one eighty from from the Vegas game. Um, you know they were they were looking to shoot more. They spent more time in um, on offense. Um, just. It was just an all-around good win. Uh, some good goals, but from some folks, Yossi got Tomasino got his fourth of the year, which that's yeah. always good to see. Everybody loves that because I think I don't know. I, I think everybody feels. Um, I don't know how everybody else feels, but I was getting a little. I know Tomasino's young and he needs to grow, but he was really having some struggles the past few games. So it's good to see him um, get a goal. That was a, a really good goal by him. So Yo, uh, Johansson. Played well tonight. He got two um, two assists. No, that, hey, that one assist he had to Yossi to break open the scoring that was that's elite level type of stuff right there. It that's what that's was. what you see elite top end uh, top line centers. That's what you, that's the type of stuff you want to see from him. You wish you saw more of it from him, but yep. that that kind of stuff right there. That pass was threading the needle so perfectly to a streaking Roman Yossi, and of course when you hit Yossi in stride like that. Oh, yeah. um, Hard to maybe stop. it's a maybe it's a, a shot that Bernier wishes he had back because Jonathan Bernier had a really strong game. He had a very yeah. commendable game, but Absolutely. that is that was a goal that you thought maybe Bernier would have stopped. But hey, Yossi, credit to Johansson though for finding Yossi and, and making that perfect pass. We see it happen all the time where the Preds try to get too fancy and it just gets it, it turns into a giveaway and it turns into a scoring chance going the other way. But that was probably yeah. the play of the night right there was, was Johansson finding J- Yossi to get the scoring 
off on the right foot for the, for the Preds. I'm going to – what really stood out to me from this game, for me from the Preds, was their defense. I mean, they were they were in the right place at the right time. They didn't let the Devils really get any quality opportunities on UC no. Soros until later in the game. Much later in the game, when the Preds were up three to nothing, they kind of uh, let the Devils sneak back into it a bit. But for the most part, I mean, look, look at this. The Devils only had two shots on goal going into the second period. Yeah, that was amazing. And they um, got their and they got their second shot on goal in the last sixty seconds of the first period. So for most of the first period, they had just one measly shot on goal. Yeah, throughout the entire period, and that you want to talk about a way to protect your goaltender. That is the number one way to protect your goaltender, especially a struggling goaltender like, unfortunately, UC Soros is. He is struggling a little bit right now. Uh, that's how you protect your goaltender and help him bounce back is by not making him face a high volume of shots. And so the fact that the Devils only had two shots on goal for the longest time yeah. uh, into the second period was was really a tone setter for the rest of the game. Yeah, I agree. I really hate that they did get those last two goals because you I, it just it doesn't look good that you that you let your guard down when you got a, a shutout, you know, mm-hmm. brewing, it's going. Yeah. Um, just you can't let your guard down at, at any time because like what if you're winning against like like tomorrow night, they're playing Colorado. What if you're up against Colorado and you do that? I mean, a, a stronger team than, than the devil. Like, you just can't do that. I just can't give that up. It's it's a very good point. And you worried about that when the Preds got off, to, especially when they were up two to nothing. I was like, okay, this mm-hmm. is, they always say the most dangerous lead in hockey is the yeah. two goal lead. Yeah. And so I was, I kept waiting to see, all right, are the, are the devils going to make their, their response now? And then the Preds got that third goal from uh, Grandland, I believe. And so they went up yeah, three to nothing. And so they went up three to nothing. And so that's kind of uh, when you felt pretty comfortable. Um, and then, you know, it just, it's one of those things where the Devils didn't quit, and didn't quit on the game. And you got to, you just got to play the full 60 minutes. But luckily, the Preds already had a pretty big cushion. And then yep. they, the Devils got a really late garbage goal when it was four to one, which just yeah. it makes uh, Soros's stats look a little worse, which stinks because you really want Soros to keep building that confidence. But other than that, really strong wire to wire game. Uh, Roman Yossi, he he's up there in the top three candidates that you hear as far as early no, trophy winner uh, candidate. I know you wrote a, a good article about that a couple. What was it about a week ago for for yeah, Red Lines? So. Yeah. And so you got you still got Adam Fox up there as well for the Rangers, and you got Cal McCarr. But other than that, uh, Yossi's right up there right now, and he further solidifies that candidacy right now with his seventh goal of the season tonight. Uh, so that was big right there. And then yeah, really awesome to see Philip Tomasino mm-hmm. get back on the score sheet. Oh, he had absolutely. a really good. He could have scored at least two or three goals tonight. He was he was all over the ice looking for shot opportunities. Yeah. It would have been nice. He had a really good opportunity. It would have been nice to him to get a second one. Um, I can't remember what happened. He, oh, it was – he took a pass and and just couldn't the, – the Bernier stopped it. But it was a really good quality shot. So, it would have wow. been good to see him get to, uh, get another one. Bernier definitely kept this game mildly oh, yeah. interesting because the yeah. Preds were threatening to run away with this and make this a four- or five-goal lead uh, early in the game, to be quite honest. And yeah. Bernier – kind of stood tall 
and did what he had to do to keep this game somewhat entertaining. But uh, right now, you don't care how how boring Preds wins are. As long as they win, we don't really care how boring no. it might be. Absolutely. You're 100% correct. And then another theme from the game, I'm really starting to see the impact in the present the impact of the presence of Forsberg back in the lineup. Yeah. When you have an offensively skilled player like Forsberg, even if he's not really getting a lot of shots on goal, like he really must see he only had one shot on goal tonight. But just his presence alone forces the opposing team to have to focus more on him, which can mm-hmm. open up more opportunities for players around him. And so it's really nice. It does seem like the Preds offense is moving a little bit more crisply, at least tonight it was. And uh, we can't really say in the Vegas game, but again, they were going up against a great Vegas team, and it was Forsberg's first game back. But tonight I saw the Preds offense really move a lot more in sync, and I think there was a lot more open ice to make things happen. And I think Phil Forsberg's presence out there alone really makes a, a huge impact in that area. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, he, you know, Forsberg did get the two goals against Vegas, which he, he looked really good. And the, the goals were really, really nice-looking goals. But I think – I'm hoping that now that he's back in the lineup, um, I know a lot of people complain about Hines moving people around. Hopefully we can get some consistent lines going. Well, um, there's yeah, just, no – there's you definitely cannot use the injury excuse anymore for this press team. They are no. at full strength, at least no. for now. Yep. Let's knock on some wood here because we don't know what kind of injuries might come out of tonight's game. But they are playing at full strength. They've got mm-hmm. their full complement of players on both forwards, defensemen, and goalies. How, that's that's very rare mm-hmm. to have your full complement of players this far into the season. Yeah, yeah, especially, um, yeah, the way they play. You know, they play the, the tougher – Style of play, lots of I big mean, hits. You've um, you've usually at, so. at any point during the course of a season, you've usually at least got one injured player, regular yeah. player in your lineup. But right now, the Preds are at full strength. They've got all of their players yeah. available to them. So now, like you said, Hines needs to really get some consistency yeah. now that he and, and hopefully we can avoid any other injuries for a while. And this team can really start building a lot of chemistry with each other once again because we know what they're capable capable of. When they when they're really building that chemistry again, yeah. Uh, I'm just looking through the stats here. Johansson had two assists on the night. Duchesne added an, added an assist. Roman Yossi had one goal and one assist. So what Yossi is a really, yep. I mean, he's just marching right along as a point per game player once again this season. Carrier Alex Carrier had Carrier had two points after getting the uh, empty net goal. That was one of the prettiest empty net goals you'll see. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, it was a nice long shot, and he, he uh, right in the middle. Well, actually, it went off the post a little bit, but plenty yeah, of style I, I points. Love those. Plenty yes, of definitely. style points for that one. Those are my favorite. I love the empty net goals for some reason when they fight so much. You know, they're like really trying really hard to get the puck, and then they clear it and it goes in. That's awesome. Yep, and then your three stars of the game. Philip Tomasino gets the third star. UC Saros gets the second star. And Roman Yossi gets the first star. Uh, power play, Preds go 0 for 3, so that's a little bit of a sore spot. Their power play didn't look that crisp tonight, I got to say. It did not look no. that good. It, not it, a lot of great it, opportunities. Yeah, I really thought that they would score uh, since they were, you know, on uh, offense a little more tonight. So they looked a little better, like you said, you know, shooting and stuff. So – I was really thinking they were going to get one, but 
And then another another key takeaway from this game and why the Preds were able to look so much better tonight than they did on Wednesday against Vegas, they cut down on the giveaways. Oh, yes. It's been a big sore spot with this team is they've been turning the puck over a lot, and it's been making life so much harder on UC Soros. Only five giveaways tonight. You can live with that. You can live with five giveaways. But – I, mean, I think they said on the on the uh, broadcast for the past four games, it was like 13 giveaways, 8, 11, and then 13 again against Vegas. That was the, the – it was really glaring and bad against Vegas. Yep. Like the Montreal game was really bad, but the Vegas one was like horrible. Like they gave up a shorthanded goal. Um, just, yeah, bad. Yep, really seemed like it was a point of emphasis. So that's just awesome that they made that adjustment and looked a lot better uh, tonight. So now let's update the standings here in the division. The Preds move into the top three now. Once again, they're kind of like they're kind of moving back and forth with uh, swapping back and forth. But uh, they move into a temporary third place position in the Central with 23 points. Um, I guess for whatever reason, the Blues have the tiebreaker right now, so they're in second place with 23 points. And the Minnesota Wild, they're they're trying to build a little bit of a cushion. Yeah. They've got a four point lead. Yeah, the division with 27 points. Winnipeg, Winnipeg has Minnesota. Really, yes, that's what I was going to talk about. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, Winnipeg's really, really starting to fade fast. They've looked terrible lately, and Minnesota just whooped them today. They, yeah, it was like six to two or seven to one. I don't even remember what it was, but it was it was five nothing in the middle of like the second period. So, so I think this is a perfect segue into our next segment which is our week six battle for the central power rankings. We always do our division power rankings every Thursday, but we're recording on Friday this week due to Thanksgiving. So now that gave us an extra day to really work on these rankings. Again, this is episode 83 of Catfish and Ice with Chad Mitten and Rich Howe on this Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Brought to you by DraftKings. Go get the promo code THPN on the DraftKings Sportsbook app when you sign up, and you can turn... One dollar into a hundred dollars in free site bets only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, at, like I said, at sign up, use that promo code THPN and get exclusive offers with our promo code. We'll talk about DraftKings a little bit later in the episode, but go do that right now. All right, battle for the central. Let's save everyone the suspense. And number eight is the Coyotes. <laughs> Absolutely. I just, just, I don't think they're ever gonna. I, I think just, they're. I was uh, gonna say we can just put that on a pre-recording, and yeah. uh, I wrote still bad. Um, you just, yeah, just copy and paste that every week, Rich. This is bad. This is bad. Um, somebody said I was watching um, the Rangers Bruins game today, and they said that seventy percent, seventy-seven percent of the time, wherever a team is at right now, that's where they'll finish their season. So. Oh. Okay. I've never heard that. Never heard that stat before. That's interesting. Yeah, it was weird. I've never heard that either. Like, how I will you... take that and run with it right there because oh, uh, yeah. that'd be awesome. The Reds said... are currently in a top three position. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, the Coyotes, they're uh, four wins, 14 losses, two overtime losses. At least they finally got a couple wins. Uh, they're negative yeah. 37 goal di- differential, which is by far the worst in the league, the next worst team in that department is the Canadian is the Canadians at minus 29. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. 
So they're just – yeah, they're bad. They're really bad. I don't think they'll uh, – it's going to be hard for them to even get out of eighth place the rest of the year. Like, they're, I agree. They're, I think it'll but, be hey, it's looking like a really good draft class this year, so got that. <laughs> yeah, Got that true. going for you. The Blackhawks are definitely in my seventh slot. I got really bold, and I can't remember if it was last week or the week before I moved them up to number five, thinking that they mm-hmm. were turning a corner. And yeah. I think I was a little bit wrong on that one. Uh, because the Blackhawks uh, are now seven wins, 11 losses, and two overtime losses for 16 points. I don't think they have to worry about finishing behind the Coyotes, but they're definitely still no. Yeah, I agree. seventh place team. I have them there, too. Um, They actually won today in overtime. Wow, they beat the Blues, all right, in overtime. Interesting. Um, Yeah. Um, But not counting today's game, they split their last four, uh, won two and lost two. But they got drummed by the Oilers, and then they they played the Canucks, and they only beat them like one nothing. So well, like, I thought they were building some steam and trying to get some momentum, but I just I just don't see. Well, it I'm happening. telling you right now, these next five positions in the division are going to be. Are, I'm sorry, but my head is spinning on how to pick, rank these teams. It, yeah, it was. This tough. might be the hardest week we've had yet, at least for me, on to, yeah. how to rank these teams because you can really make arguments. For all of them, they're all kind of clustered up right ne- right near each other. Sure uh, you've got Colorado and Dallas who've played fewer games than the other teams, yet they're still very within striking distance point wise. So I'm having a really hard time even coming up with my sixth place team. But I'm going to go ahead and put. I'm still going to keep the Dallas Stars in sixth place for Me now. Too. Yep. But I I thought about it and I was like. And I was like, I really feel like moving them up, but I can't justify moving them ahead of the teams I got ahead of them right now. I just can't yeah. justify it. So I checked, I looked today, <clears throat> they've won <clears throat> three of their last four, but they lost huge to Minnesota. But they're actually shutting out Colorado right now as we speak. Wow. <clears throat> so they're making a statement like big yeah. time. Yep. So they're making a huge statement for sure. I agree. They also beat the Oilers. Yeah. The other night. Yeah. You know what? Scratch it. Scratch it. Totally forgot they beat the oil. You know what? Scratch that. Scratch that. I'm putting Mine's the Jets. I'm, I'm putting the Jets at number six. I oh, was wow. already. I was already about to do that anyway. Yeah. And then mm. I totally forgot about how impressive the win was for the Stars against the Oilers the other night. They actually held Connor McDavid pointless, which is next to impossible to do. Yeah. So yeah, the stars definitely. are actually starting to come around, and maybe yeah, that, uh, that that players only meeting that they had a couple of weeks ago, or whenever that was, apparently that's doing some wonders because that team looks night and day different. I hope so. Well, I don't hope so, but I was they, like, what? yeah, but, yeah, I know, right? I don't know why I said that. Scratch that. Um, yeah, um, I, I guess it did, but they, you know, if they want to have any hope, like I, I feel that this is it for them. Like this year, if they don't do yeah, something sure. this year, they're done. I mean, they, they're All right. not done. So I'm going to flip flop those two teams. I'm going to move the I'm going to move the stars up to number five and move the uh, Jets back to number six. All the right. Jets are free falling right now. They are just they don't look good at all. Yeah. Uh, they're going through their rough stretch right now, and you always hope during an 82 game season, it's better to get it out of the way early on than to go through it at the end. And it seems yep. to me like the Jets are going through their rough patch right now. Yep. Which so they really. True? They really have no excuse to be going through these troubles, though, because their their team is their roster is very very uh, oh, yeah. impressive. Yeah. So you have them at six. I got Jets six and Stars five. 
Okay, so I my 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 number five, you're probably not gonna agree or like, but I have Nashville at number five. Oh. I dropped them down. I'm so mad at them for that Vegas loss. Um, but it's rich perspective. I understand here. they're going I'm, against a, a a very viable Stanley Cup contender. I, I know. I and they agree. got exposed. Let's be honest. They got exposed. I agree. But they also beat Anaheim, who is playing really well. They're probably playing just as good as Vegas. In my I don't opinion. put Anaheim on that same level, though. Not on the same level. I, I do agree. Anyway, they're just not consistent. They don't get up for the game like they needed to. I can accept a loss. It's fine if you play hard. They did not play hard. And I just, well, yeah, luckily, luckily I missed a large portion of that game. Oh, it was ridiculous. Dude, day job, and uh, I'm I'm really glad that I did because it was it looked pretty yeah. rough. And the, and the and when I did catch moments of the game, um, I wanted to turn away really quick, uh, yeah. especially. I mean, I saw Forsberg score that goal, and then there was like a 30 minute like review of it, and then I'm like, what's going on here? It was just a choppy game. It just was. You're gonna have these games. Yeah. Uh, they had, you know, it's it's gonna happen, unfortunately. And yeah. it's going to happen against good teams. I can't penalize the Predators too much. I got the Predators at number four. Yeah. I have. Um, I got them at number four. <clears throat> That's good. Yeah. I, mean, I would have them. I would close, actually. Like, I'm, hard. I, I'm still in agreement with you, Rich. I would have the Predators at number three if they didn't look so bad against Vegas. Yeah, I agree. So I have. I put Winnipeg at number four. Um, I dropped them down. I had them at number one actually last week. Kind of weird, <laughs> but. Um, I think I maybe I did too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. So they have they've had three losses and an overtime loss in their last four. So they're just sinking. But this goes Quick. to show you the roller coaster of the NHL season and the central division is going to be. You're probably going to have at least three teams all fighting for the first place in the division going yeah. into the last couple games of the season. Like, I agree. Won't surprise me at all. Won't yeah. surprise me at all. Yeah, I agree 100. percent all right, so I got the Preds at number four, which means I've got the Blues at number three. I do too. There you go. I do too. I think I had the Blues at... are going to hang around. They really haven't done anything to make me sway them one way or the other. Although, yeah. although them losing to the Blackhawks is kind of a – at least the yeah. Predators are taking care of business against teams that they should beat. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think St. Louis is – I kind of put them up there with Nashville. They're kind of inconsistent. Very similar teams. Very similar teams. Good wins, and then they'll drop a, a, you know, a bad loss like the one today. So, yeah, they're very similar. So, yeah, I got them at number three, actually, as well. So, All right. I am going to put the Avalanche at number two, even though they are – even though they are getting beat by the Stars three to nothing, this, the Avalanche have just slowly been making their ascent back yep. up the top of the mountain. This is a pretty big setback here against the Stars, uh, yes. getting beat three to nothing right now. Yeah, but, so they yeah they were on a six game win streak, but like I think a couple of them they played like Vancouver twice and they beat them. Um, some of the wins were against teams they obviously should beat, but um, they're also they've also reached. Around. They've reached a plus 15 goal differential on the season. So they're one of just three teams in the entire division that has a positive goal differential right now, which is kind of surprising. Kind of a weird stat there for you for the central division. If the the Predators obviously don't make the playoffs or if they get in the playoffs and get knocked out, 
I'm really pulling for Colorado to win the Stanley Cup this year. It would be quite the feat after the start to the season they had. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. I find their team pretty likable. I like their head. I like their head coach. I like. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Nathan McKinnon is an easy uh, superstar to cheer for. Yeah. Yeah, they're a fun team to watch. They are, Mm -hmm. and the Preds get to face them tomorrow night. So for the first time, also came. I also came across a very interesting. Well, not really a stat that I came across, something that I just made an observation. So the Preds have played every – after tomorrow night, the Preds will have played every Western Conference playoff team from last year already this season. Oh, that's weird. Oh, I think – yeah, I think you – I saw you mention that. Every team that that made the Western Conference playoffs last year, the Preds have now played against after they played the Colorado Avalanche on Saturday night. That's through their first 21 games. That's – that goes to show you they've had a really tough opening schedule. Yeah, I agree. That's not yeah, to mention – that's not to mention the Eastern Conference teams they've played, including the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, you know, it's it, they've had a really hard, tough opening schedule. And the fact that they're still in this position of uh, competing at the top of the division is is, is pretty impressive. And now they got their full strength of players back, including I Forsberg. Agree. So now's the time. Now's the time to make your move right now. Absolutely. So it's yeah. a pretty easy unanimous decision this week to put the oh, Minnesota yeah. Wild at number one. Absolutely, yeah. Not only are yeah. they in first place in the standings by four points, four but points they now, also yeah. just made a huge statement today against the Winnipeg Jets. And, I mean, you just – I've kind of like gone back and forth on them at times, but, I mean, yeah. what else can you I say? Mean, until they give you a reason to not – Put them up there. I mean, they're sitting at the top, four-point lead. They destroyed the Jets, which they were – the Jets were in second, I believe, before that, or third. I don't remember. I think they were in second. I don't remember in standings. But, yeah, I mean, they're still – they still look good. I mean, a 7-1 – a 7-1 beating, that's that's, that's huge. They put up – they put up seven goals against – and a Dallas – and a win against the Dallas Stars last week, too. So, yeah, they're showing that they can pile up the goals – and it also seems to be that uh, Kaprizov is uh, finally uh, starting to break out Very of his money. slump. He's up. He's up. He's up to six goals on the season now. So there you go. Earn he's starting to break out. Who would have thought that the former Pred Ryan Hartman would be leading this team in goals? Ryan Hartman's got eleven goals on the season. Wow! For That's the amazing. Minnesota Wild. Who would have uh, thought? I missed that- it. I missed Who that guy. Rim Pitlick would have got a heart hat trick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> same thing, you know. Um, yeah, that's good. To, you know, so, I, I like uh, yeah, them too. I don't mind them either. They're so. point leaders. You got Kaprizov's got 22 points to lead the way for them. Kevin Fiala's got 14 points this year. Another former Pred. Frederick uh, Goudreau, another former Pred, has nine points for him. Rim Pitlick has eight points in very limited time. So, yeah, all those former Preds players making things happen up for Minnesota. Nashville North. I'll go for Nashville North at the Preds. I think I would e- I find it easier to go for the Minnesota Wild than the, uh, than the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, I like, I like them too, definitely. All right, like so that's week well. six of Battle for the Central Power Rankings. Tweet at the show, at Catfish Ice on Twitter, and let us know what your uh, – top eight power rankings would be for the central division. Let us know what that would be. We'll retweet it. We'll share it. We'll talk about it. Or if you're watching the stream right now, let us know right now. We'll talk about it. 
All right, let's get back to DraftKings. DraftKings is the official sponsor of Catfish on Ice. We can't thank DraftKings enough for sponsoring the entire Hockey Podcast Network, including our own podcast. And they've got an awesome deal for all you hockey fans out there. And that is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager is required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. And you can win those winnings if the goal is scored like a clapper, like a one-timer, um, a deflection. It doesn't matter. You win $100 in free bets if that team scores a goal. So it's an awesome deal for you. Go do it. DraftKings yep. Sportsbook app, promo code THPN. Goals will right, be so, scored. All right, day after Thanksgiving, I'm uh, reflecting on what we're thankful for is what you do this time of year. And so we are going, as the Preds are now 20 games through the season, the quarter away mark of the season already, we are going to look back at those first 20 games, and me and Rich are going to let you know what we are most thankful for after these first 20 games. I will get this thing going right now with my first one, and that is I am thankful that Mikel Granlin came back to the Predators for another year. That is a great one. Because for the second offseason in a row, row, it looked like there was no way that Grandland was coming back. All of the local media was like, nope, he's gone. He's definitely gone. And then what was an hour later? Oh, no, false alarm. Grandland's coming back. Yeah, that was crazy. And can you imagine? That. Can you imagine if the Predators didn't have Mikael Granlund on this team, how much this lineup would be sh- would be shaken up? Ugh. It wouldn't be pretty. Yeah. No, it would not be pretty at all. I totally agree. And, and it's that- good to see him. It's good to see him playing well again. We've said it numerous times. Um, yeah, he's really a um, really important That's- piece of the team at the moment. That is definitely what I one of one of the things I am most thankful for is that somehow Mikael, Mikael Granlin returned to the Predators. He's leading the team in assists this year with 15. And he is second on the team in points with 19 points, just one point behind Matt Duchesne. Mike Twitter We've says got, he's glad for that as what's well. What's up, Mike Twitter? Hope you had a really good Thanksgiving, Mike yep. Twitter. And he's saying glad for that. Um, assuming, yeah, assuming he's talking Granlin. about Granlin there coming back. Absolutely. All right, Rich, give me your next one. And Mike Twitter, no. let us know what you're most thankful for, too, from the press yep. so far this season. And we'll yep. share it on the episode here. So I, I guess it's a, a two-for-one deal, but I'm glad to see Johansson and Duchesne both playing well this year. Um, I've said it a bunch of times, and I know you've said it a bunch of times. It's just the past few seasons for both of those guys have just been, you know, they've had their moments, but just not good at all. And it's good to see them finally turning things around. And I'm really hoping – that they can just continue at the pace they're at and just and even do better than they're doing right now. So, I like that one for sure. Yeah, uh, that's an easy one to be thankful for because yeah, they have much. both really responded to the pressure this year through the first twenty games. 
Because everyone knows, it, you can't keep it a secret. Everyone knew whether they watched the media and watched all the articles written about them and all the different hot takes that people say about them, whether they watched that stuff or not, it was impossible for them to not, to not know that there was a huge target on their backs as far as having to step up. Uh, they weren't protected. Yeah. In, they weren't protected in the expansion draft. That right there was enough for them to know. <coughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Lindsay says she's thankful for the fans of the Preds. Lindsay, I agree with you most of the time, but I'm really upset with yeah. a large portion of the fan base tonight for yeah. booing PK Subban. Uh, I do not understand for the life of me why you would boo PK Subban. He's one of the most classy players uh, of know. all time. He does so many good things off the ice, so many uh, charities. And mm-hmm. he's a very genuinely nice guy. The only unless play, unless fans are booing him because he's had some slew foots uh, this year, which that might be part of it. But I don't get it. And really, Subban's always gotten booed all across the league. Like he is for some reason, and I really hope it's not for the ugly reason that a lot of people say. Uh, and unfortunately, there are some really bad people out there who tend to watch hockey and they boo someone because of the color of their skin. If that's the case, those fans have no business coming anywhere no, near no. a hockey rink. And uh, I would hope that the majority of the fans weren't booing him because of that. But either way, you're not going to make sense of it to me on why you would boo P.K. Subban, a player who played such a critical role in getting yeah. the Predators to the Stanley Cup in 2017. He immediately embraced the city when he came here in that huge trade. Had so much pressure on him and so many big skates to fill as as Shea Weber was traded away for Subban. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he – you got to say at this point the Preds actually won that trade because, I mean – Oh, yeah. Look where Weber's <laughs> at now, unfortunately. But either yeah. way, yeah, most of the time I love the Preds fans, but tonight that's that certain group of Preds fans who are booing P.K. Subban yeah. got got no understanding of that. Whatsoever. Somebody said uh, somebody said when he got uh, went to New Jersey that he said he was happy because in in their arena there's like legitimate banners, and I don't I don't well, remember that. I saw but, the tweet, and I don't, I didn't yeah. remember that either, but I did see someone share that as well. That might uh, make people a little angry, but. That's you really, shot, man. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. Get, get some thicker skin. I mean, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, so, I mean, isn't that kind of human nature? I mean, if I got traded to a team that had a bunch of banners for Stanley Cups, I would think that was kind of cool, too. I mean. Yeah, but you I know, Preds fans. I don't Preds see fans the issue. Are if that's why you're me about that banner that, stuff, though. If that's why you're booing P.K. Subban, I think you need to get thicker skin. That's just me. Preds but, fans uh, don't like that banner stuff. I better hold off my criticism of Preds fans because I might get booed the next time I'm in Bridgestone yep. Arena for all I know. You never know. Mike Twitter said, I'm thankful that losing some of the big guys like Pekka, Yarncark, Arvey, and Ellis, Preds are still playing competitive. And, of course, Duchesne and Johansson production, which we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like we've said before, Mike, um, with losing all those guys at the beginning of the season, we are – both of us are pleasantly surprised at how well they're playing. Like I did not have them pegged to be – third place in the division at this there point. Was, there was so much there was so much roster turnover that I thought and also how tough the schedule looked to open the season, yeah. which it's already been illustrated how difficult their schedule has been to open the season. Mm-hmm. 
I thought for sure going into the first game of the season that the Preds were going to take some time to get going and that they were probably going to stumble out of the gate. But I've been proven wrong, and it's been really refreshing to see. I got another one that I'm really thankful for. Head coach John Hines has made the right decisions with getting his younger players playing as much as possible. That is a good For one. the most part. <clears throat> yeah. I know he has made a couple lineup decisions where people were really upset. But for the most part, yeah. he has let Tommy Novak really get his feet under him. He's let Philip Tomasino really play all this action. He's kept Yakov Trenin in there. He's kept... Uh, he's kept all these younger players. Alex Carrier, he made the right decision with him. I'm really thankful that Hines has really stuck with letting all these younger players uh, get all this growth. And guess what? The team is also winning. So it's a win-win situation. Not only is the team winning and they're competitive and they're in third place in the division, but you are still at the same time getting all this youth development right now. Yep, I agree with that. I do wonder, though, and this might be a good question for you. So I know everybody wants to see Tomasino play in top six minutes. Um, do you do you see that as – is that where he needs to be or does he need to make the most of where he's at in the lineup and then, like, maybe, like, work with that and work with building some chemistry with, like, Novak or whatever? Um, I personally, I think I, I would like to keep him where he's at right now, just for now, mm-hmm. because I just think the Preds are doing – why mess with something right now that seems to be working? Yeah. I know they had that really ugly loss to Vegas, and I know they've had a couple really bad bad losses, but for the most part, they're yeah. outperforming their season expectations so far, their preseason expectations. And so yeah, why mess with that by – forcing Tomasino into a role that he might not be ready for. I tend to just be a little bit more conservative in my approach to this right now. And yeah, me let, too. Thomas, let Tomasino continue to grow at more and more as the season goes. And then eventually maybe you're like, okay, Tomasino is really, he, he's kicking ass right now. We got to get him more minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Work. Yeah. That's what I think. Just kind of like work with the minutes you have and just make the most of that time and like you don't need to be rushing you know for the pressure yeah. of being on top line that's just my opinion Lindsay Lindsay says, says, yeah, oh, thankful oh. for, all right <laughs> thankful that ritter has started strong with the preds yeah uh probably get to see him tomorrow yeah i would say more than likely uh yeah so uh mr big dave save uh welcome to another pred start you get to go up against the uh the colorado, colorado avalanche yeah Gosh. and then she also she also said she's thankful for Tanner Janelle. Yeah, we're all thankful for him, definitely. Definitely. He's uh Do you have another uh do you have another one, Rich? I, I do. Um I'm thankful that UC Soros is getting off to a good start. He's struggled a little bit here lately. Mm. Um, but if you talk about that Vegas, a lot of that wasn't his fault. But that's that's true, but we also seem to always say that about Soros, and eventually you do, do gotta start. We do, yeah. But yeah, I was ready. I was ready to make a whole segment out of it tonight. Is it time to worry about Soros? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I pulled back the reins <laughs> because he did have a big response tonight against yeah. against the Devils. His his yeah. his shutout was definitely spoiled. I think I think he got rattled. The Canadians game definitely rattled him. Um, 
and then they came back and had a good showing against Anaheim, but then against Vegas, they weren't his fault. But like you said, he still needs to make. If you want to, if you want to consider UC Soros as a top elite goaltender, right. then he's going to have to make the really tough saves, even when the team in front of him is not at their best. That's, that's what sets apart the elite goaltenders from the next tier down. You're right. And so that's that's all I'm saying about Soros. Yep, you're right. I agree. I agree with that. Um, but still, he is off to a really good start. I feel, and oh, a lot and, of room to room to go. All he, and all he needs to do is is go ahead and give us one of those ten or fifteen game stretches where he's unstoppable, like yep. he did last season, and then he'll will be will be in good shape. Yep. All right, I got I got one more here to wrap up episode eighty three. We are listing right. off the things we are most thankful for after the first twenty games of the Preds season. Mine is very honestly. This is super obvious, but neither one of us has said it yet, and I haven't seen it in the comments yet. I am incredibly thankful that Phil Forsberg's injury did not linger further into the season. I agree. That's a good one. You're right. As as recent as last week, I was starting to get paranoid that this this injury was going to somehow linger and linger and linger. And that the trade deadline was going to get closer and closer, and maybe the team was going to start struggling really badly without him. And then the next thing you know, the Preds are like, "It's time to cut bait. Let's trade Forsberg away." And he's back. And not only yep. is he back, but he's already making a huge impact. He had two goals in his first game back, and then he had an assist tonight. So. Really, really big stuff, and I'm, I cannot say enough how thankful I am that that injury did not linger further into the season. I agree. That's a good. That's definitely a good one. Um, I mean, look at this. Forsberg is still fifth on the team in points despite missing all that time. Now he's yeah. only got not. He's only got. He's got ten points now. Yeah. Ten yeah. points in eleven games. He's still a point per game player. So yeah, that's good. Was he got like five goals? He's got six goals now, I believe. Six goals. Yeah, yeah six goals. Six goals yeah. and four assists. So, big stuff from him. Uh, and that mustache awesome. is looking better than ever, too, from him. Yeah, I mean. It's a, it, it's exquisite. It is. That's a, that's a good way to put it. I, I mean, I think that's the perfect word to use. Glorious. That. It's a glorious, glorious. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Any other uh, any other things you're thankful for, Rich? Other than no, the obvious, which is of course our listeners. Yes, that that is a good point. I, I am thankful that people listen to. I mean, you obviously and and me especially like listen to us sit here and talk about hockey. It's just amazing that that people will listen to what we have to say. It's it's it feels really good. I'm thankful to to be able to do this. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it, it still kind of boggles my mind that so many people mm-hmm. uh, really give a crap what me and Rich have to say about hockey, <laughs> but it really does make us feel special. It does make us feel yeah. really good, and we can't thank all of our listeners enough. And I, not trying to sound corny at all, but all day yesterday on Thanksgiving, uh, you do want to think about the things you're thankful for, and uh, I am super, super blessed to do this podcast mm-hmm. with you, Rich, and to have all wow. these awesome uh, listeners like Lindsay, who's uh, commenting tonight, Mike Twitter. There's a tons of other listeners we uh, Justin, interact Kyle. with on social media. Yeah. yeah, we can go on and on. 
They're just yeah. an awesome little family we have we've built here as we all watch the Preds. And I'm telling you, if the Preds go on another run like they did in 2017, this whole group is going to have a blast uh, oh, talking yeah. about it together. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank the, the you. Group, the, thank you. The group chat also makes me sound really popular when I'm in public because my phone goes off like crazy. No, oh, I know. And everyone, and, and everyone around me thinks, man, someone's really blowing up your phone. You're popular. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. And I feel the same way. It's awesome. Not to get corny. Yes. But. We're, we're getting totally corny here to wrap right, up though. episode 83. All right. So next week, next Monday, we are going to start doing our quarterly report cards for the team. Oh, boy. We're going we're, we're to go through. We'll probably do the top two lines, maybe the top three lines, and then we'll work our way into the next episode. We'll also let Kyle Perkins get in on that action and give him some, get, give us some of his player grades. And, of course, he'll do another edition of Perks Picks. So we will be back Monday for episode 84, oh. the Tanner Janot episode, if oh, there you will. You go. One, one more thing, though. <laughs> we're also going to do the drawing for the Colton Sissons puck. Yes, we're extending the giveaway time. through the weekend. So we're still looking for more YouTube subscribers. And then we're going to do a <clears> random <throat> drawing to see who wins the signed holiday. It's like a ho- it's a holiday-themed puck, correct? It is, yep, yep. I got it uh, last year, I believe. Colton Sissons. It was a mystery holiday so, puck. So, and, yep. I mean, what can you say about Colton Sissons? Classic Pred that's been here for a long time. He yep. is uh, – that would be a really cool thing to add to your Preds collection. And then also a $25 gift card to Nashville Locker Room, which is the kind of the official merchandise – team merchandise store. Uh, they yep. have tons of good stuff. So $25 gift card. You can put that, that towards a new jersey. You can yep. get a new hat. Whatever you want to use that gift card for at Nashville Locker Room. So we will announce that winner on Monday with a random yep. live draw. So if you're watching on YouTube right now and you haven't subscribed yet, now's your chance to get in on that. Also, yep. you can give us a follow on social media. Get in contact with let us know that you subscribe so we can add you into the drawing. Absolutely. So with that, with that said, this has been episode 83 of Catfish on Ice. The Predators get a big responsive win here to beat the New Jersey Devils. And it was awesome to see that. They got to get ready for the Avalanche tomorrow night. We will react to the Avalanche game on Monday in episode 84. Until then, we hope everyone has an awesome weekend. And we will see you next week for a brand new episode. Really?